0: hello hello, 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 hello,
1: hello. and welcome to cigar city radio episode 18 i'm your host randy ojeda and making the magic happen a man who likes the way he looks so much that he loves himself nightly mr jason solanez
2: i was wondering if after all these
1: yeah (laughs) is that what you were wondering and joining us this week as well is our wonderful intern michelle
3: Okay, Randy, now let's get in formation.
1: Is that, is that enough Grammy puns for us this week?
3: Never. <laughs> Never
1: enough Grammy puns? Uh, Michelle, if you don't know, has she's actually been sitting in on most of the podcasts that we've done, diligently taking notes, and we finally let her have a microphone. <laughs> it makes us sound so terrible, but... Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. I just want everybody to know I'm the resident feminist here, so that statement also makes this sound terrible, yeah. that I was like locked away and wasn't allowed to speak, but I finally got the mic. Yeah.
1: You always
2: had the option to speak. You yeah, and it was never because you were a woman.
3: Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> no, they're great to me.
2: If you like Cigar
1: City Radio, we hope that you subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get podcasts. We hope that you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Cigar City Radio. And if you have any burning questions that you just have to ask us, email us at CigarCityRadio at gmail.com.
3: This episode of Cigar City Radio was recorded at the Blind Tiger Cafe in Ybor City. The Blind Tiger is a 1920s speakeasy style coffee shop serving coffee, tea, vegan pastries, and more with locations in Ybor City and Seminole Heights. Check them out at BlindTigerCafe.com.
1: We're also very excited to announce the Noche Buena Concert Series. The Noche Buena Concert Series is a series of showcases and parties that we will be hosting at a number of music festivals across the country. The first Noche Buena party will take place during South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. It'll be on Wednesday, March 15th at Stay Gold. We've rounded up members of the Cigar City Management family and some of our favorite up-and-coming bands for an all-day, all-night bash. For the full lineup and all the details, head to CigarCityManagement.com SXSW. This week's episode of Cigar City Radio is a Grammy preview podcast.
2: We can take a look before the look.
1: Yeah, we're looking in to the Grammys. And we're joined this week by music editor for Creative Loafing and veteran of the show, Mr. Ray Roa as well as newcomer to the show, frontman for Samurai Shotgun, Matteo Prince. They joined us to talk about the Grammys, talk about their opinions on what's going on in the premier music award show, the Grammys.
2: The Grammys. Yeah.
3: The Grammys?
1: Yeah, yeah, the Grammys. So we recorded this episode on Wednesday, February 1st. And actually, was it while we were... While we were doing the episode, Michelle?
3: Yeah, I'm 95% sure it happened within like the last 10 minutes of us recording um, because I pulled my phone out and I immediately saw that Beyonce announced that she was pregnant with twins and it broke the internet. So as we were talking about Lemonade and the potential for her to win some Grammys, um, she was, you know, winning the internet. With her announcement.
2: She was squeezing those lemons Life gave her and popping out some twins.
3: <laughs> so is she going to get a Grammy
1: bump or a baby bump? <laughs> 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 Actually, also announced right after we recorded the episode uh, is the fact that Chance the Rapper will be performing live at the Grammys. Um, so another little note that maybe you know he'll be the one to take um, some of the Grammys that he's nominated for. I have to say, he's got to get something if they're going to put him on the show, right? Yeah. But either way it was a fun conversation. We definitely enjoyed talking serious music issues with uh with Ray and Matteo. Um and you get to hear Michelle on this one.
3: <laughs> I do have a voice. Yeah, she, it's yeah. it's yeah. this is the voice in your head. Yeah. And also me, Michelle. And we would like to know your thoughts on all things Grammys. Who do you think's going to win? Who's going to take home the most Grammys? And which performances will be your favorite? So let us know at CigarCityRadio at gmail.com.
1: Oh, I'm taking home the most Grammys. That's for damn sure.
2: So here it is, episode 18.
1: of us are super coherent on what's
4: going on with the grammys so if we need to like <laughs> dude i know, think it's good, a cut. great conversation between four <laughs> young people who pay attention to the grammys but don't fully understand i mean you're voting yeah. on it right
1: i yeah i am a member yeah full disclosure i am a member of the recording academy so i did actually already vote so my okay. votes are in i'm not gonna rev- I, I don't really want to say right. who i
4: voted for i don't even know if i'm allowed i might to. ask you some questions about like How you get in there, the nomination process. Yeah. Obviously, we kind of know the difference between a nomination and a submission and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: it's interesting. One of the interesting things that I found out about the Recording Academy is that um, I get to vote for every category You know, so like best bluegrass album or best, you know, whatever I'm voting for it. I think that's interesting because I've I haven't listened to a bluegrass album ever, maybe, you know. So it's like, how do I get to decide who's the winner of categories that I don't really know much about? And, you know, you can choose. You don't have to vote for every category, which is usually what I did. I felt like it wasn't fair if I didn't have any actual knowledge on a specific type of music for me to weigh in and say, oh, no, yeah, this is this is clearly the best album by somebody that I've never heard. Right. So I think that's interesting that you'd think that maybe it would be more segmented where people would, you know, if you have an expertise or whatever in a certain field, that that would be the the one that you're going to vote for. You know, I'm sure if we did that, we might wind up with some more interesting, like, you know, best rap albums or best alternative albums, because I think you're only sort of scratching the surface with the the wide the wide range of people that are voting on it. You know, right. But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. You checking out <laughs>
4: Michelle's notes? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. All is, right. The Grammy conversation is intense because it's this big thing that is just now starting to change. Yeah. 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 So
1: now, see, people got confused and they said that mixtapes are eligible for the Grammys, which yeah. isn't quite right. The, the real wording is that albums that are um, not necessarily for sale, but up for streaming. So from one of the majors like Spotify, um or apple music something like that if they're on one of those platforms even if they're not actually an album that you can go into a store and buy um they're still eligible for grammys which allowed you know chance the rapper to get in for a number of nominations he was really the big one you know is that something that we think might continue we'll see more albums that are just you know digital only streaming only that are that are this popular i think so
4: I mean, I think if it diversifies, and I don't want to use the word diversify too much just because it's going to be like the hot word or whatever. Yeah. All we're really talking about is that, well, there is a diversity problem, but if that means a a better swath and more representative, you know, whatever collection of, of music is represented at the Grammys, because right now the Grammys, they don't really represent yeah, you know, no. not even a tenth of the best. Like, it just does not. It seems. I mean, I hate to use the word, but a little rigged in terms of selection, <laughs> right? Yeah,
0: it's yeah. most mostly just the popular artists, you right? Know? There's a lot more artists out there that are great and have great albums. I mean, just look at like Pitchforks, their top album list of 2016: Fader, Noisy. And some mm-hmm. other smaller blogs,
1: so. and see the thing. Is, I mean, you mentioned that those are smaller blogs, but those are pretty. Those are big blogs. I mean, They're those still taste making. Yeah, those yeah. are still you some know, of the taste making blogs in the world. that but, yeah. listen to good music. But right. they don't really have a say in what's what's nominated for the Grammys or what's out for the Grammys. But why
4: is that? Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. what is the selection process like, and how much do artists know about submitting their work
3: and well, deadlines
4: yeah. and things like that? You know what I mean? I think that should be a greater Thing. And then who is actually listening to it and vetting it? Because we all know it's impossible to keep up with Everything. just the music that we're into, yeah. let alone everybody that's going to submit for some kind of Grammy nomination.
1: Yeah. So you get Drake, eight Grammy nominations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight uh, Grammy nominations. But, okay,
4: so why does yeah. why does Views get so much attention? Is it because it, it reached the top of the charts in streaming? Is it because of album sales? It's the Recording Academy, right? So, yeah. They are interested in the well-being of the music industry as a whole, right? So we are looking for sales. I mean, that's that's. Part Is it of though? Yeah, I don't know. I think so. I, I mean, think so. I think I think it has yeah. to. Yeah, that's be. one of.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd love record. to hear
4: that or see a quote from somebody that's higher up in, in the academy to say we do look at sales. Yeah, because I'm sure they do, right? That's, yeah, it's got to be. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's got to be sales quality.
0: You know how many charts they have charted as yeah. well? Yeah. So it's probably a number of things. It's got to be.
4: And Drake was on all of them. Yeah. He's <laughs> <single> really <laughs> on everything. If Drake put yeah. out a Broadway song, he would be on top of the Broadway chart. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's crazy. He would. Yeah. sure he would.
1: No, it's, but the guy's like a silver bullet, man. Yeah. And that's what's weird about the... So the Grammys are in a place now where it's like, People aren't looking at the Grammys the same way they look at the Oscars or even the Emmys. You know, like the Oscars get this big attention where everybody goes out and they see every movie that's nominated for the major awards. But I know a lot of people that have never heard any of these albums on Album of the Year. You know, <laughs> like why is it that the Oscars and other award shows continue to like grow in prestige and continue to be what they are, whereas the Grammys are like, eh.
4: I mean, do you really think they're growing in prestige? Uh,
1: Like, what do you mean by that?
4: I I, I guess that's a broad, that's a broad way to to put it. Yeah,
3: Um, I do think that the Oscars is kind of coming close to what the Grammys is in terms of like public reception. The Oscars, time after time, like will introduce a film that maybe isn't top of the line. Like La La Land right now is getting all this buzz. La La Land would be what Drake's views would be. Yeah, it might be like entirely perfect in production or composition and everything, but it was way too popular. It's mainstream in a sense and people receive it that way. So I think like, and the diversity issue is the Oscars like main problem is that they're not diverse. I think when you see award shows like the independent, like the film independent spirit awards, that might be something that we could get for music. If, if that's an, if an opportunity that we can build is like actually have something that focuses on artists that maybe aren't hitting top 40 or whatever, but actually have the opportunity to be represented. But I think the Oscars and the Grammys are pretty parallel in a sense of issues.
4: Yeah, Michelle's our resident film buff here. So, <laughs> you no, know, it's awesome. And you make a good point. It's harder to watch more movies, maybe than albums, for sure. Yeah. Requires more time. Yeah. But, and I think that for movies, there's
1: like, a certain criteria of quality that they're looking at, but it's hard to really figure out like, what are we talking in terms of quality when it comes to music? Like that's, I feel like it's a way more of a subjective thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think with the Grammys, with the award show, what really separates them, or I think should be, the live performances, right? I mean, that's should be the show's opportunity to showcase, like, okay, look, look at all this talent we have in the recorded arts. There actually are some pretty good performances this year. So Anderson Pack is going to be joined by a tribe called Quest. Ooh. That's pretty awesome. And I think awesome. Dave Grohl's on, though, Yeah. One so, wow. too, so. Oh, and Dave Grohl, right. I'm down right. for that. So that sounds amazing. Then you have The Weeknd is performing with Daft Punk, of course. You know, they have their, that big song. Uh, Alicia Keys is performing with Maren Morris, who's a country artist, I believe. She's she's nominated for Best New Artist, but that's pretty Be cool. Interesting, yeah. yeah, but I like the like mashup style that they're kind of going with this year, where they're like, we're just going to throw a couple artists together and see what happens. And then, of course, you got your John Legend, your Bruno Mars, your Metallica. You know, the <laughs> the ones, the ones. Bruno Mars is the one you would expect, you know, right? Yeah. So Definitely is up. that enough though? I mean, do does do those performances make you wanna go and, and check out the Grammys this year? Are you gonna tune in? The Anderson pack
0: with Tribe and Dave Grohl. That's But is that um, enough and, to sit through the, oh, nah. the, the the whole award show? I've I've never been into award shows like that. Yeah. You know. Um I used to watch the M T V music awards when I was younger, and then year after year it died down and started getting more and more bland. Yeah. And, you know, M T
4: V is Just a machine, so. I think it's a two part conversation too, because your question was, is it worth it for you to sit in front of the couch, essentially, and and sit through the Grammys and watch, however many awards they award that night? Mm -hmm. But really, uh, the other side of that question is, how many times are we going to watch it again on the internet the next day? Like, is it enough to make you want to wait and watch for you know? Because I will watch them, yeah, and I will probably sit through the Grammys just in case something happens, right? Which probably isn't. Um, but
0: it'll still be on, you know, Instagram and yeah. Twitter. I mean, all those websites
4: ha- are ready for all that to happen. The posts are ready. They're ripping the the stream if they can. And then yeah. they'll post the official one later. Like, yeah. you know, everybody's going to watch it on the Internet. So, I mean.
0: Especially generation from, say, age 14 to 22, 23. Yeah. Straight social media.
4: I guess a good metric of it, too, will be to watch to see how much. Album streams go up, like Michelle was saying, um, right after the Grammys. In those hours afterwards, you know, the day or two afterwards, the, the streaming counts go up, and then how are the charts affected after the Grammys, and then even further than that, yeah, record sales. Yeah. And, then, and then, you know, I don't know. I mean, what is it all about? Spreading your music, obviously, but if the Academy wants to see numbers they're just going to be okay with more streams because God knows how many people are going to actually buy the record. Yeah,
1: but I'm sure a lot of people are. There's probably people making their Grammy playlist right now so that they can listen to some stuff and get hip to it. Yeah, I would I would like to see Bruno Mars do a Prince tribute. That'd be, that I would be that'd great. Be cool. I think he's he he just, he just becomes, yeah, he just, <laughs> well, but I mean he's he, I feel like if anybody, he's the most he's the closest to Prince, you know. Uh, okay. But David Bowie was Bowie's going to win nominated. some grammys. Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's a, a good segue. Let's dive into some of these categories here. So, we got um the big 4, you know, Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and then Best New Artist. So, Album of the Year what do we? We've got Adele, 25, Beyonce, Lemonade, Justin Bieber, Purpose, Drake, Views, and Sturgill Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to Earth, which seems like the the oddball one of the of the, the five nominated. Oh See, I was a big fan of, of Sturgill Simpson's SNL performance. That was actually my introduction to the artist. I hadn't listened to the record until I saw the SNL performance and the organ player was like on top of the organ, shaking the whole organ. And I'm like, yeah, I need to listen to this. And the record's not bad. But at the same time, I mean, I don't feel like anybody outside of Adele and Beyonce has has a real chance. Or am I wrong?
0: I'll say Drake, Beyonce, and
4: Adele. Yeah. I think everybody counts degree. Adele out. I mean, she's a little bit more I mean she got a powerful voice, but she's a little less exciting than a Drake or Beyonce. But right. I don't know. That Beyonce record, you put that on, man. I don't care what you think about pop music <laughs> or anything, but you kinda wanna fight somebody, you get sad, like it's a pretty emotive it's a great album altogether and I definitely enjoy it more than Drake. Um, I love Sergio Simpson. He's probably a sleeper. Yeah. I think he's just happy to be in there. I think sure. he even was on record saying that I shouldn't even be nominated in this category, so and so should be.
1: Yeah. Well, th- I mean, there's a lot that's left off that list. You right. know, I mean you're talking about major albums, but also like things like I, I would have loved to have seen, you know, Black Star actually nominated, you know, David Bowie's record. I would have liked to see Paul Simon's new record. Which, I mean, I'm just a big Paul Simon mark, but, you know. Which one would you take out to put Paul that's, Simon that's or, or, or Bowie in? You that's know? the thing. Well, then I I think the Grammys should go the way of the Oscars and expand the album of the year category specifically. Because I think five albums, you know, that's, we're going to limit the whole year to not, five albums. That's crazy. No, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Like maybe like eight to ten would probably be more representative. Of like, you know, you can throw a couple things in there that are deserving, you know, that should be there.
4: It is, I mean, it is a very slim list, but at the same time, it's just about that discipline and say we're only going to pick five and there's going to be a a bunch of other categories where some really creative people are really going to shine, hopefully, um, you know, because Bowie's art director will probably win a packaging award. True. Um, And, I mean, I'm okay with five categories, five, you know. Yeah, selections i think it shows a lot of restraint and might not be representative definitely isn't definitely not representative but
1: it does show who i mean you know adele
4: beyonce bieber and
1: drake i mean those are the biggest names in pop music right now yeah but i mean
4: musically how that's i have a problem with bieber like i love some bieber songs but i mean really to put it up there with album of the year like to hold that one up against the sturgill simpson album and say hey this guy put out this concept album and then I'm not dog and beaver, man. Yeah. I get no, down no, no, with No, no, Beaver. I yeah. can jam.
1: I actually Beaver would be my choice for for a song of the year, ironically. Are you talking <laughs> about Love Yourself? Yeah, love yourself. So I thought the same thing. <laughs> I mean, formation. Yeah. Well, also is, is powerful. It is. It is.
4: So I might uh, have to nig on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so record of the year versus song of the year. A lot of people don't know this, but the difference is record of the year is the actual recording and the sound and how the song is performed, whereas the song of the year is the actual songwriting award. You know, so what is the best written song? And that's where for me. Love Yourself by Justin Bieber, which is also co-written by Ed Sheeran. So don't forget that this isn't just a Justin Bieber song. It's got some songwriting chops. To me, that was one of the better songs from the popular sphere for this year. You know, it was the only song that I could hear over and over again and hear covers of and hear people doing different versions in their own style and being like, wow, this is a really like beautiful song. It's a shame that it's by Justin
4: Bieber. You know, I thought Bieber did a good job with what he was handed for that. You hear that song on the radio, and you're like, damn, could you imagine writing this song and saying, I'm taking this to Beaver, Yeah. yeah. and then we're going to put this rinky-dink really simple guitar riff on there, and it's going to sell millions because it's the catchiest fucking thing in the world, yep. and it's about, um, who's it about? I don't even know. It's about his ex. <laughs> or, or like, you know, like it would be directed at his most recent ex, which, which is who? I can't remember. Silly He's always dating guys. very good-looking yeah. people, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beaver just sort of runs through him, I
1: guess. He does. <laughs> but, uh, Mateo, you were saying earlier that you're you're a fan of The Seven Years by yeah, Lucas Graham. I
0: really like that joint. First time I heard it, like, I didn't even know who it was. It yeah. like, was this guy, and I, like, Googled him real quick. And um, I was actually working when I heard it. We were driving. We were driving from city to city. i travel for work. And um heard it again, and I'm like, yeah, this song is, like, I dig it. Like every seven years, he's, you know, sees himself or where his friends are at is what his parents think about and where his father's going to be and himself. And I think it's dope. I really like it. Yeah. It just made me like gives you perspective on things, you know, on how short life can be and what you do with it.
1: And that's definitely a well-written song. You know, it's I mean, that one is nominated for both record of the year and song of the year. You know, yeah. so
4: and it seems like is is he a newer artist or? Well, I think with the Grammys, it's mostly these guys have been clawing away for a while, and then they come up. You know, best new artist usually isn't new. Yeah, right? so I've never heard of him. Until I, no, that I. I song,
1: know. Right, right, yeah. right. Best recently popular artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's up but against some heavyweights.
0: He is. You know, right. is. I'd like to see him take it, but hello who's, it? who's good. in that category? Yeah, um, Formation. Uh, the beaver joint, like he's going up against. So I, I I
1: actually have an embarrassing thing to say about seven years. When I first heard that song. I swear to God, I thought it was a Coheed and Cambria song. <laughs> oh, really? when, when he got when he got to the high pitch, like you know, he he sounded like the guy from Coheed and Cambria to me. I don't know why. What's I was his like, name, Claudio? <laughs> Claudio. I was like, man, Coheed got really poppy
3: all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> but, but,
1: so when I thought it was Lucas Graham, I was a little disappointed. I thought it was some <laughs> weird part to this Coheed and Cambria, you know, thing that they're doing, but. Alas.
4: <laughs> I think it's really cool you have a songwriter here talking about that because you listen. I listen to that song. I don't write music on a daily, weekly basis. And it's nice to hear somebody who tells stories in their songs yeah. talk about this extremely popular song and the way that it affected him. And Mateo's told me stories about the way he approaches songs and things like that. So it's really cool to see that a song on that level really resonated with somebody who yeah. I personally feel is a storyteller and writes, you yeah. know, you know, pretty good narratives into his and and work.
1: so so is it is is that what it is with song of the year because a lot of these songs really do have a, sort of a personal feel to them. Yeah, I mean I, that seems to be something that resonates with people. Is, is that something you put in your music too, Mateo?
0: Yeah, I do. I do storytelling. Uh, sometimes I just have fun with it. Sometimes it's just crazy lyrics, you know, like some shock culture Eminem type stuff. It depends on on the feel of the, the beat or the musicianship with other musicians or even what I feel at the time, like, oh, I got to talk about rioting or I got to talk about love or whatever. You yeah, know? It, it just depends on the artist. And, you know, my music isn't really pop right. culture, so I can, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can really do whatever I want Yeah, and a different be happy thing. with it. Do you yeah.
1: think you could ever write for somebody like Justin Bieber or – uh you know the chain smokers or somebody. Um, it
0: depends. It really depends. Um, I've written some songs for other artists. Well, well, it's like a feature for me, and it's like not in my genre. Mm-hmm. So I'll tap into what you know they want, but they're still like be yourself. And then it's like uh, when they say that, it's like I'll oh, be myself, okay. But I can still cater to production and the other artists as well. I think it'd be fun writing
1: writing for Something somebody's
0: for somebody else. Yeah. You know, I did it in high school for a few rappers. I would it, write I got tired. You know? I mean. <laughs> what about like
4: outside of your genre? Have you ever had like a um like an urge or an impulse to get outside your genre, not whether or not you're performing or not, but write the song and be a little bit experimental?
0: Um, I would do it. Um, it hasn't cross my path yet, but I would definitely do Somebody it. Somebody asked this
4: dude to write you a song. Please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanna hear it. And it'll be a Grammy nominated song. Okay. <laughs> I think
4: it'd be fun.
2: I
1: <laughs> Anything. I'm all about that yeah. Dude yeah. I would
4: love to see Tampa Bay come up In a conversation About songwriters I mean everybody talks About Nashville And people going yeah. to, go to LA And things yeah. like that And But it'd be cool To start hearing about Because there probably Are people here That there's, are writing Some yeah, great, great songs, songs are That are getting recorded ones. By some big names And yeah. I would like to Start having that conversation For sure Yeah, yeah there's, there's quite a few Out here The definitely.
1: key is finding ways You know like you said To connect it to somebody That's bigger in the pop sphere Who can give the song a wider reach. Yeah, and just find the people but, to pitch to, too. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I guess that's kind of why you're here, too, right? Yeah, a little bit. Right. <laughs> a mm-hmm. little bit. So one other thing I do have to say about these, these categories is the song Stressed Out by 21 Pilots, by far my least favorite song out of all the songs nominated. I know I'm going to piss off a lot of 16 and 17-year-old <laughs> girls, but I really hate that song. <laughs> 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 i don't even know what you're referring to is, is that, <laughs> is that a lyric stressed out?
0: Oh, okay yeah i like oh, okay. I, I like that one
1: I, that one was cool I that actually good. yeah yeah i i drove from vegas to arizona for like a spring training game with my cousin and he didn't have an aux cord in his car so all we had to listen to was <laughs> fm radio and i heard that song stressed out so much in that like five six hour drive that by the time we got there i was stressed, stressed out like i was so <laughs> stressed i couldn't do it literally when we went on the way home we had to stop at a gas station and i bought an aux cable because i
4: just could not do it <laughs> yeah it's just, it's funny how music can do like this. it's just so like subject, you know, it's so different between people, man. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. people that that's their life anthem, bro. Yeah, like, no, I get you know? that. I get, and I and I can
1: see how, like, lyrically, I, you know, I, I know I'm not I'm not asking the Twenty One Pilots for like you know great lyricism, but I can see how people can relate to it and everything. You know, I just I hearing it over and over again on the radio. That's that's kind of what I think about when I think about Record of the Year versus Song of the Year. is I think about which song. 'Cause I've heard all these songs a million times throughout this year. Which song has annoyed me the least? <laughs> and and that's my choice for record of the year. Which honestly might be work by Rihanna and Drake. <laughs> <laughs> See for me it's it was it's
4: formation. I mean
2: work is yeah, a great song, I, but, but
4: formation it's such a great song and she didn't put it out everywhere to be heard. I mean, it yeah, wasn't like a song reached, that you really heard on reached, the radio. Yeah. It was true and like and then there's that big Frida like little break like that in was there cool. right yeah. like she's coming here soon too. I know, man. I've been trying to talk to her and she's busy. So
1: damn, Big Frida, make some time for us. I man.
4: think that was going to win. Yeah, you think? I wanted Formation to win. win. I could
1: see it. There's some good
4: songs in there, but and I, I'm not. A I'll big choose Beyonce Formation fan. or
0: Seven Years. they were those are my probably two favorites.
1: It definitely had the most unique release of all the songs. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, well, but that's. That's also why I think she might get uh, album of the year, just because it's it was such an interesting way to release an album in this day and age. But you well,
4: when you're voting, I mean, are you like, all right? Well, I already voted for that al- first album of the year, so I'm not. Even if it is the best song or yeah. record of the year, like, what if it is the best?
1: Yeah, you see, know? I, I didn't, I didn't consider that when I voted. Okay, you know, I didn't think like, okay, I already voted. I already I didn't but if I had already voted for Drake 5 times that meant I was just going to stop and not vote for Drake. I I tried to look at each one as it's in, sort of in a vacuum, you know, and try to figure out. But it's hard to do, you know, cuz you look at album of the year, record of the year, song of the year and the same names are in it a lot a lot, you know. Beyonce and Adele are in every single category. Moving on a little bit though. This is a this is one I'm actually intrigued by and that's Best New Artist. So I don't know what a Kelsey Ballerina is. I don't, I just, I don't know her either. <laughs> but we got the Chain Smokers, Chance the Rapper, this Marin Morris, and Anderson Pack. I don't know Marin Morris either.
4: Marin Morris, uh, I think a country, She's countryish, pop-ish. but that '80s Mercedes song is uh that's a pop song. I mean, sure, that sounded like a Taylor Swift. Leftover in my opinion. <laughs> It probably was It really did I mean I'm not No disrespect yeah, No. Uh,
1: some of Taylor Swift's leftovers Are still better than A lot of yeah, other yeah. people's Main For courses. sure yeah. 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 yeah I mean it's yeah. a neat video
0: But um, I'm gonna have to look it up Yeah But I'm Anderson Pack all day See Like I uh, saw him live I got over to here. meet him I met him at Orpheum Right When on. he was on tour With uh, Earl Sweatshirt And there was like Maybe 600 people there And there's only four people just going like this when he was on. Everybody no. else is just like, "Who's this guy?" And I'm like, "Are you talking about this last no Earl idea. Sweatshirt
4: show at Orpheum?" Yeah. Wow, that was like less than two years ago. Yeah, yeah.
0: It was maybe a year. Yeah, less than a year. Yeah, it like is insane. And yeah. I, I met him. We talked for like 15 minutes, and then I hit him up on Twitter. I'm like, "These people have no idea who Anderson Pack is. You failed Tampa," and he retweeted it. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. God,
4: I've heard some stories that I'm not allowed to talk about in terms of his booking history. Here and opportunities and things like that, and it is amazing that, that that story you just told, and that a lot of people did sleep on that until it's, until Malibu came out. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely crazy. guilty. Yeah, um, a lot of us are. You know, sometimes <laughs> that happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, th- I think he he's gonna do it. Um, although I I got Chance the rapper. I was gonna say I, know, I have to give it to Chance. The I, rapper. I want
0: Anderson, but Chance is I, high up there. Chances.
1: Arguably the biggest, like one of the biggest stars in music right now. And I'm not a Chance yeah. fan at all. Uh, see, I'm I'm a big Chance fan. Like, I maybe I like Chance.
0: four songs, if that. Because I was out of
1: all of his discography. I was living in Chicago when Chance came up, and I remember a friend of mine emailing me the the wave files from. Ten day, so this was before you know he started to really blow up, and everybody in Chicago was bumping Chance and loving Chance, and I remember sitting on my on my front porch in Chicago and listening to that record and hearing like somebody from the South Side of Chicago is. Has a positive message because this was a time when the biggest thing was Chief Keith, you know, <laughs> and
2: like, so to go Everyone's from
1: getting shot, yeah, and, yeah, so to go from that to Chance the Rapper, who's like making music that is positive, and you know, now to see him grow and get on SNL and to bring even more positivity to his music is just, uh, I don't know, it's it. I, I love Chance the Rapper, and I want to see him, um, take this award and every other award that he's nominated for, spoiler alert, you know, <laughs> but like, I really like. I'm all about what Chance is doing. I think him and his team, Pat the manager is is a good dude and they know what they're doing and they're they're doing music the right way, I think. It's not it's not a label thing. It's just straight up he's making great music. He's getting popular. The entire city got behind him. Everybody in Chicago knew who Chance was way before the rest of the world did. Yeah. And then now the rest of the world is finding out. So yeah. I think I don't think there's any greater artist to pick for for best new Artist. I think
0: he'll take it and I like his optimism and everything. I'm yeah. a very optimistic person. I'm just not a fan. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't really rock with the beats. Yeah. I like his message. I like production as well. Yeah. I'm not big on his voice, even though I like people with crazy voices like E forty
1: or Danny Brown, you know. I, but, I know a lot of people like really get annoyed with some of his ad libs, but he's like ah, Danny ah. uh, so you know all that. <laughs> are we talking about Danny Brown, or are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> no no no,
4: no Danny Brown. Are we talking about Spool! Chance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know,
0: to each his own. Yeah, everybody has their their likes and dislikes. Yeah,
4: I think the biggest shame if 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 Chance does take that over Anderson is that musically. But you're right. I mean, you look at the per, the persona and everything yeah. like that. Musically, Malibu is uh, crazy. I'm not taking anything away from Chance's record, but. Yeah. Yeah, because I I thought Coloring Book was from
1: top to bottom like an amazing record. Yeah, know? I couldn't.
0: I liked like two songs off it. Of oh head. man, and one of them was like a two minute song. that yeah. juke joint. Yeah, song. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I <I'm> gonna <laughs> rock with it. I but, think
4: Anderson is going to have a huge year this yeah. year. Yeah. This is no, I think be this is crazy. I mean, he's opening up for Bruno Mars on <laughs> most of those dates, and he's already on Ellen or whatever. Yeah. And I swear to God, anybody that has a soul, and if they listen to the Malibu. I mean, it lifts you up, man. It literally, if music could pick you up off the ground, that (laughs) album would do that. His production's
0: great. He produces a lot of the music. He plays drums. He, you know, sings, raps. Um, He's got great features on there as well. I wonder what
4: Vegas
1: says. Yeah, what are the Vegas odds? Michelle, can you pull the Vegas odds? (laughs) 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 The Grammy Vegas odds. So I think we can all agree though, the Chainsmokers are are out. We're not, we're
4: not high on the chain smokers in this room. I feel bad because when I was writing that Nickelback story today, chain smokers <laughs> kept coming up yeah. as like the Nickelback of EDM. Oh, <laughs> wow. oh, and oh, that is just a, that's a that's I mean, that is just not fair. I mean, true. It, I mean, it might be fair Yeah, critically, but it's just such an easy, I mean, they're already in the toilet at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, they have that, uh, that
1: billboard article, um, where they they definitely pissed off a lot of people in the music industry and just chain people in general. Did? Yeah, the chain smokers. What where they it, what what they talked it? about they they just made a lot of like misogynistic uh, kind of sexist comments. Talked about how they're basically doing music to get laid and that they they're trying to get bigger just to get hotter girls. They're which, just
3: frat boys that had like they're actual frat boys that yeah were in their dorm room bought some equipment and started making, like, eats or whatever. Yeah. And so that mentality is not going to change. If you go to their website, (laughs) there's a number on their website, and they've explicitly said that that's the total number of inches between the two of them in terms of, like,
1: their dick size. Wait, wait, wait a minute. So on their website, they (laughs) have –
4: Randy is doing uh, – Jason, (laughs) Jason, I'm sorry. Jason's doing a Google image search right now. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Jason's (laughs) – Wait, wait. So they have on their website the combined – Yeah,
3: it's like – I don't know the number is, but it's like 15 or something, and they're like, yo, oh, that's like... Combined. Wait, wait, like, that's,
1: okay. the, that's their combined dick size. But why is that relevant, though? Like, because, cause, you know, I mean, I I would understand if they split it up individually, no, but, like, they're not both going to... What if one of them
2: uh, got a 12-inch shirt and one of them has a 3-inch shirt? Yeah. That would be an interesting story. Definitely.
4: How right. much of that is management 50, telling 50, 50, them sure. to come up with this absurd story so that... Cause really, at the end of the day, they're getting attention yeah. for some yeah. stupid shit where, where that they
0: said. Gonna thing. I'm, gonna click out, yeah. <laughs> I'm not big on their songs or their their production. It sounds like, you know, it sounds
4: <sighs> it, it sounds pretty phony. Yeah, I mean, it just it doesn't speak to me. I mean, yeah, yeah but not, yeah. it apparently
1: speaks to a lot of frat frat boys. And, well, because right. a lot of the
0: artists they're working with are like you know, um, just kind of popular singers in that age sixteen to like twenty two. Yeah. That are just SoundCloud artists that have a lot of likes and views and it spreads quickly.
4: It is strange to f- I mean, you probably see it all the time. You land on a website and you're like, Whoa, like the social metrics and some of the internet metrics don't seem to coincide with the quality of the music and oh, it I throws see that. you for I see a loop that all for the time. Sure. <laughs> yeah because yeah. you don't want to misrepresent an artist and say hey, just because I don't get it doesn't mean a lot of people don't. Right. But then is it so they have for play do you buy likes? You know what is it? So I, mean, I think they're even playing at Okeechobee, I think, yeah, think at the festival are. and a few other festivals. And they just announced like a headlining tour that was pretty big news.
1: No, I mean they're I mean, clearly they're one of the biggest artists yeah. coming yeah. up right now. Um but Michelle, do you have the do you have the numbers for us?
3: Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> according to their Billboard um article the controversial one, they said that the studs revealed they're working with 17.34 inches tip to tip amongst the two of them alongside the tagline. Think about it. If you go to their website, um, it says boasting about their baby makers. The boys are proud to admit their measure measurements are posted on the group's official webpage. Way to make a statement. Uh, They added, oh, yeah, that's our penis sizes combined, tip-to-tip, yowza.
2: Okay, so (laughs) 17.34... Tip-to-tip. Tip-to-tip, yeah. (laughs) Is, what, 8.67 each? And that's, like, totally cool by them, but I know they're not exactly the same size. They don't stand (laughs) against each other and touch each other at the same time. (laughs) So how do you get eight and two-thirds to say exactly 17.34 couldn't you just round 17 inches it's either
0: they really like this or they just love the shock value yeah. of it yeah. i mean cool
2: Sorry. but but so, uh, do it. We, uh, uh, that's <laughs>
1: well maybe if if they now win, I kind of want them to win cuz yeah, i want to see what they say yeah, just, on the microphone right or just to see see if they whip it out like on stage you know that would be impressive <laughs>
4: Oh, now geez. I'm just going to be room. counting the number of crotch grabs by the chain smokers that they got me. It'd
1: be good for their tour. Their yeah. tours might sell out. Oh, Jeez, oh, the chain smokers. We just all right. them for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> so, mo- moving on gracefully to best rock album, we have a category with Blink 182, Panic at the Disco, and Weezer all nominated in the year 2017. Thoughts? <laughs> I, I, I didn't
0: listen to any of these albums.
1: <laughs> um, but can you believe that Weezer and Blink-182 are nominated for Best Rap Album in 2017? You said rap, Weez- album? Ra- rap, rap album? Or rap album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, like, would I definitely be can't believe that. That would <laughs> yeah. be amazing. Best rock album. Um, uh, I mean,
0: did they They had a strong comeback in 2016?
4: It's either that or they're just wearing a lot of great records, which is there not true be. because yeah. there were a ton of great records that yeah. are eligible for that, I'm definitely.
1: sure. So. um. But it makes me sad because I look at best rock album and then I look at best rap album.
0: I'm not a fan of, yeah, any of them. But Um, I like some songs by Gojira, but they're not going to take it.
4: That's who. That's who my pick would be. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, even musically, I'm not trying to take anything away from
1: Rivers or. Because I like the new Weezer album. I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. But I mean, that metal album should win. I mean, yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool. Yeah, that's the thing. Then, yeah, Yeah. is 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 it is Gojira really still even a rock album, or should it be a metal album? Metal. Yeah, but I
4: mean, I think in the grand scheme, I like the fact that it's in that category because it means there is, you know, some acknowledgement that that was a heavy, great rock, you know, guitar album that was loud. It was rock music. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like to, to Michelle's point. God, I hope a bunch of people start listening to that album. Sure. You know? People are yeah. definitely going to look them up seeing like, who's this band? Yeah, who's Gojira? So yeah, they're going to listen to it. They and then they just walk
0: up on stage people like, oh, like who's... <laughs> they, 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 won't, they won't be playing yeah. the Ritz next time, that's for sure. No, right? yeah, exactly. yeah, they definitely the Ritz, I think. won't.
1: Yeah. yeah it's, it's tough. Yeah. But see, then why aren't they performing? Why is Metallica performing over Gojira?
4: Everybody knows why Metallica is performing. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of really good nominations for best alternative music album. I think representatively, I think this is the best album category. Bonnie Iver, yeah. David Bowie, PJ Harvey, Iggy Pop, and the New Radiohead. I mean, those are all great records that I actually listen to,
0: you know. I I would go for Bon or David. Straight
1: yeah. Up. Uh yeah. Bon, bon Iver's album is my favorite out of all of them, but I'm a big I'm a big Radiohead fan too, so I can't knock that and I love the David Bowie album also.
4: Yeah, Bowie will probably win. Um, was it the best record? of, Or what was it? Best, best alternative, alternative like, music album. Alternative music? Yeah, I mean, that was a great piece yeah. of work. And yeah. I like the Bon Iver album a lot. Um, I don't know. That one's kind of a toss-up. But I think Bowie will win.
1: Yeah, I think like, out of respect... I think Bowie will. And,
4: and this is another one of those
1: situations where, you know, going back to what I said at the beginning, everybody in the Recording Academy who's a voting member gets to vote on every category. So this is something where I think people are probably just going through seeing David Bowie and checking him off and voting for yeah. him. And not that that's a bad thing necessarily, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that voted for this category that haven't listened to Bonnie Iver or PJ Harvey or even Radiohead, right. you know. But David Bowie's David Bowie. Yeah, I didn't get
0: to check out the P.J. Harvey album. I'll have to peep that out. She's just so legendary, too. I mean, it's... And I have a lot of friends that love Radiohead, but I've just never been a fan. I respect them. Yeah. You know, they're they're great musicians. They've been in the game forever, but I just can never rock with them.
4: I'm the same. I mean, I always talk about how I think that they're a little... And, you know, Radiohead fans will (laughs) crucify me for saying this, but I think they are a little overrated... Considering the current state of music and how much great music is available, that they probably ushered in, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, definitely yeah. coming up. They they definitely a influenced better, but, a lot of. The and I don't think Tom York band. really gives a fuck about what people think about him they anyway. He definitely <laughs> <does> not. <laughs> so, you know, I don't. I don't feel bad saying that, and and I'm grateful for what he did for music. But music as it is today, Radiohead is not just another band. But there's definitely it's getting a little crowded behind them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Radiohead. Sorry,
1: <laughs> we still like you more than the chain smokers, though. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. That's not saying anything, though. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's like, yeah, exactly. So, a couple more categories, and then we'll wrap up here. Um, best rap album, which I actually think is a tough one for this year. You got Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book, an amazing album from De La Soul, DJ Khaled's Snapchat album, Major Key, <laughs> Drake's Views. Schoolboy Q's blank face and the life of Pablo. Who who you taking, Mateo?
0: This is who I want to win. Okay, <laughs> um, I want Schoolboy Q. Yeah, because I love West Coast. Mm-hmm. I love TDE. Even though Absol is my favorite out of TDE, but um, the blank face album and the music videos were yeah. awesome. Like,
1: see, this is actually my least favorite Schoolboy Q album, okay. but I'm glad that he's nominated. I, I, I think know, it's I awesome like all he's of in his there, work, you know? so. That's and really I, know cool. you, I know you want Chance. I'm, I, yeah, yeah, I've already said I'm going for Chance. Coloring Book's probably the album out of all of these that I've listened it's, to the most. That's probably so, going to win, yeah. even
0: though I want Schoolboy. But um, I still didn't get to listen to the whole De La album.
1: That's a great album, too. I'd love to see them take the
0: it. DJ Khaled, So-So, um, Views, I'm not big on Drake, but the production is great. Yeah. You know his producers are awesome. And I wasn't feeling the Kanye kind West. Of yeah, did anybody like The Life
4: of Pablo? I think everybody was angry at that record and that release and that guy fucked the whole thing up. I yeah. mean yeah. It's every other song is kinda good. Some are really good, but overall Some some I don't like at all. When you it's have like, to re release an album because you're unhappy with the mix Ugh. when yeah. you're purportedly an artist who does whatever they want anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come <clears> on man, like I have no remorse. The record blew and I hope you, you know, put out a better one yeah, yeah yeah um honestly my favorite part of life of pablo
1: was the chance the rapper feature <laughs> you know like right at <laughs> the beginning that, that was my favorite part after that i kind of lost it you know
4: but yeah schoolboy and chance i think schoolboy might be this the dark horse there yeah, yeah i think definitely. he could actually take that especially i don't know how people vote on it but yeah. if chance gets the best new artist and then... yeah i'll be uh Tagging you guys on Facebook <laughs> if
1: that happens, <laughs> but that but I thought that that's a good category too, like the alternative music album. At least those are all you know. I don't I don't know what I can say. I, I've never actually listened to the DJ Khaled album, but I think these are all at least good good artists in the rap sphere. You know,
0: yeah, and very relevant. Even you know, De La Soul came back hard with um you know having their fans contribute and letting them. Pick who they want to feature, and you know, like I think that's awesome. Oh, that's a good fans like that. Yeah, Yeah. you know.
3: So, best compilation soundtrack for visual media. It's tough because I really enjoyed vinyl simply for the music. Uh, The show was god awful, but um, (laughs) no, it's cool because they actually like the essential season one is various artists that covered music for the musicians that they were. Um, hosting. Like, so they did, they had like a young David Bowie, so they had someone cover a David Bowie song, and some of it was almost identical to the original recording. Some of it was like a completely different um, take on it. So I know like Amy Mann covered uh, Yesterday Once More by the Carpenters, and it's almost identical to Karen Carpenter. So I would say vinyl, but um, the Amy soundtrack could take it simply because there's a good portion of Amy Winehouse on there and she is a, a Grammy, you know, recording academy favorite straight out of Compton untouchable, you know, soundtrack it was a good movie but <laughs> my pick um for a personal decision I would say vinyl but I think it could go to Amy uh best score Um, I'm going Stranger Things, either Volume 1 or Volume 2. Personally, I like Volume 1 more just because there's a few tracks on there that I genuinely enjoyed. But I think Stranger Things takes it because it sat on that chart for, you know, soundtracks at number one for a good, like, seven weeks consecutive. So how do you
1: feel about both of them being both volume one and volume two being
3: It one? just speaks volumes yeah. to uh so yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no pun intended. Um it just it it really does speak to um you know Kyle Dixon and Michael Steen uh you know being able to really come together and bring something that is new and accessible but still very nostalgic, just like Stranger Things was.
0: Yeah, perfect.
3: Without you know, Winona Ryder or the the Demogorgon or those, that incredible cast and, you know, the the production and everything of Stranger Things, that soundtrack is what makes Stranger Things, Stranger Things. Like, I think everyone can sit there and truly feel what, like, the great experience of watching that season through that soundtrack. So putting both of them on there, well-deserved, and either one of them takes it. That's fine. They walk away with a win. Cool with so.
0: that because the the band survive. Who did the theme so and part good. of the other, you know, soundtrack? Oh, Yeah, and so it speaks great. to the
4: way that people consume the show too. They have to be on there together. I mean, that show was mass consumed, and yeah, yeah. it feels yeah. like your was too, like, like, yeah. straight up. It's it's dope. And to your point, you're, I think you're right. I think without the music, as good as the show was, right, yeah. I don't think that it would have been the same without it. And I think for most of those, you can go with that. Maybe not Star Wars and. The Revenant, maybe, but I mean, you got to think Tarantino might take it too. I was gonna say
1: Michelle, our, our our intern and resident film expert here, she's gonna she's gonna hate me for this, but the only thing that I've actually seen from the score soundtrack was Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I've right. <laughs> <Man, laughs> see not seen Stranger Bro. Things. I haven't seen Hateful Eight. I'm sorry. You got to see all. Yeah. I know. You I know. I'm just so bad at like actually watching. Dude, hateful things. Eight, trying to figure out things is. I think it's dope. All right. Well, f- any final thoughts on the Grammys? Anything to add to this
4: wild discussion that we've had? I guess the question is, you know, proclaim whether or not you're actually going to watch them live. Is that is that what? I mean, well, I'll definitely watch it afterwards. I'll, I'll...
0: Definitely afterwards. I'm going to try to watch the Anderson Pack Tribe yeah. live. When you know, yeah. And then I got to go do what I got to do. I,
1: I I got a very <laughs> wonderful invitation to the Grammys from the Recording Academy. Um, that I enjoy the, the look of the invitation and I looked at it and I did not, uh, decide to, I did not RSVP acceptance. <laughs> Why? So, um, I just, I just didn't want to go out to LA right now. So Man, I, I, th- I wanted to, heart. I know yeah. next year I I'll go Cali. next. I might go next All year. That we can go, and he's like, nah, I just, I, just go. I didn't want to do <laughs> it. I didn't want to do it, but it also sold out very quickly because you do actually, even if you're in the recording Academy, you have, still have to pay for the ticket. Um, so you have to send in an order form and everything and it sold out within like the first couple days so Jeez. even if I had wanted to I probably wouldn't have jumped on it quick enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly. but I love the invitation I'm going to put that up on my desk so thank you Recording Academy for inviting me this year I'll, maybe I'll see you next year. I'm taking home the most grammys. That's for damn sure. Fucking Jason stealing my lines. <laughs>